Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. It is a beautiful day in Vero Beach, and I know my mom sent the blue skies today. And um, most of all, I know she would love the conversation that we are about to have today with uh, Chef Charles Carroll, co-author of The Recipe, A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness. Last week, I had John David Mann on, who's the co-author of the book with Chef. Um, it's This is a special day for me because today is launch day for The Recipe, and I'm so honored that... Um, Chef and, and John allowed me to to be part of this day, and um, I happened to look just before the show started, and the book is already a bestseller on Amazon, both in the Kindle and the hardcover. So, congratulations to um, to to you, Chef Charles, and and to um, to John. This book is is life changing, and you know I, I just want to dive right in. I, we can talk about your background, Chef, but you know. I want to thank you both for writing this book and for you to reaching out as a fan of John David Mann and The Go-Giver with Bob Berg because this book, this story needed to be told. And especially in the world today with everything going on, um, this book is a story for for the ages. Well, well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I mean, it's the... I'm honored to be on your show, and, and uh, you know, I you got me all emotional now because I, I didn't. Uh, I, I'm not the computer guy. I'm not the guy that looks up all the facts and stuff. So it's it's emotional for me to find out that we're already a bestseller, and and uh, um, because this has uh, been seven, eight years in the making, mostly because we're waiting to line up John's schedule and my schedule, and we met eight years ago, and that's a special story in itself, and. And uh, so for this day, first of all, the launch day to be here, it's, it's kind of surreal and, and hard to believe. And, and then for you to tell me that we're already a bestseller, it's, uh, that's pretty emotional <laughs> for me. So. I, I can understand that. And, and that coming from a man who, you know, you took your first Culinary Olympics gold medal at 24. You've been in, what, eight different Olympics over three decades You've done amazing work with the U.S. troops. I mean, on your spare time, you, you um, went to Afghanistan, put on a show, and cooked a meal for 5,000 troops. So to, to hear how emotional you are about this just says to my listeners and myself how much this book means to you. Yeah, it's special. And, and, and you know John David Mann is, is one of the best in the country today. So, um, th- I mean, the... I read The Go-Giver. It was a gift to me, and, and uh, I loved it so much I gave it to my boss, and then we decided to give it to all our managers here uh, at the club. And, and so I was sitting home one day and, and on a Sunday having a cup of coffee in the morning, and I was I was kind of floating around on Facebook, and I saw John David Mann. So I reached out and said, hey, I love the book. And and uh, he responded, and I almost fell off the chair. And, and um, you know, it's a great life lesson to your listeners. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big proponent and in, to... You know, just you know, allowing yourself to dream and then have the courage to jump after it. And, and so, I, I introduced myself to John and told him I had a couple of books out. And would he would he take a look at them? I, I would I would love to hear his feedback. And then, 
then fast forward, I said, I have this idea for a third book, and I have eight chapters of it. Uh, I would love, you know, I'd be honored if you would consider that. And we talked about it, and he, from day one, he loved the idea. So, I mean, the, I mean, it's pretty magical, really, how the whole thing is happening. And, and now seven years, eight years later, we're talking on launch day. So <laughs> I, I am very, very proud, and uh, it's a big day. It's a, it's a big day. Well, I want to just read just an opening couple of lines from the book because I think it sort of sums up your life philosophies and and John's and, and even me to some point, but it it's just so powerful. So one second here. Okay, always be hungry, Owen, the chef said softly. Don't ever let life just wash over you. Savor it. Every smell, every taste, every sound. That's rule one, Owen. Taste everything mm-hmm. that yeah it, where where did this idea of these for for those who are listening the book is a parable book similar to like the go-giver um in terms of how the story unfolds it's a young boy named owen but there's um ingredients of greatness and there there are rules in in the book the first one's taste everything how does that this taste everything relate to your life? I mean, you're a chef, so obviously taste in all forms is important. But where did that come from? Well, there's a lot of answers to that. When when I, when John came down to visit for the first time, we, we have uh, six kitchens in the club, three restaurants, and we do about 80 to 100 parties a week. So we're a very, very busy operation. I have 75 employees. And one of our signs that we hang in the kitchen uh, says taste everything. And it's one of our guiding principles. And, and as strange as that sound, that sounds in the chef's world, you know, encouraging your chefs to taste everything. I mean, some t- some days, sometime, it's all you can do just to get the food out. If we got seven or eight parties that we're putting out just for the lunchtime, uh, it's sometimes you know it's all you can do just to get it out. Sometimes you have to you have to encourage your chefs to hey, slow down a second, slow down, smell, taste everything before we put it out. So. That was one of our guiding principles, and then, you know, John's creative writing, and so John loved those those um, guiding principles and these cards that we had made. We gave to all of our cooks to put in our pocket, and so you know he he took those and wove a lot of those into the story, and and so then we have you know we have the chef's rules of the kitchen, and then we relate that into the chef's rules for living, and uh, I think both you and I can appreciate that uh, rule number one for living, you know, savor every moment. Um, you know, we're, we're put on this earth, you know, not for a lot of, you know, it's, it's not a long time. And um, and I'm enjoying my life right now so much. I, I got four or five or six projects that are all, that we're throwing up into the air. And, and um, I'm just, you know, counting my lucky stars every single day and um, just, um, just, just I, I say thank you every day when I wake up. I open my eyes. I jump out of bed. I say thank you. You know, you have to. I, I think that there's a lot of people, and maybe some of your listeners out there that that uh, that uh, don't believe in, in in miracles until they need one. And and the fact of the matter is, miracles are happening around us every single day. It's just whether or not we choose to see them or or, or to smell them or or to to acknowledge that they're actually around us every single day you you're in houston and you just went through the horrible hurricane and all the floods and and you fed so many people 
both you prepared food so they would have food during the hurricane and then post the hurricane mm. you, you probably saw a lot of miracles happen then mm. is there any that yep. you'd like to share about your experiences with that yeah you know i mean i'm blessed to be at a, a very special club that that um has an amazing membership and but the, the, the most emotional uh, time about that whole thing where was was the fact that you know you know we we were fortunate that my family was dry uh everyone was safe dry had power the vehicles were okay um, but we were flooded in so we couldn't leave our development and and no one could come in and the emotional part was that we had a lot of dear friends uh that were getting tragically flooded uh and there was nothing we could do about it um, so that was a very difficult part, and um, and then then after the the storm, you know, it was over. Over, you know, we rushed in and we were working on because uh, we had a, a, a small team that stayed at the club for four or five days straight, and we came in and make sure that they were fed, and we fed, we sent out um, hundreds of meals uh, over the four or five day period there to the uh, emergency responders, uh, first responders, and um, and then starts the rebuilding. Um, we had 30 employees that were affected by the storm and, and 11 that were cat- catastrophically uh, affected, uh, meaning lose, they lost everything. Um, and all, the only thing they had was their clothes on their, on their back. So, but, you know, the, the member, again, the membership's amazing, and uh, we have rallied everybody together and got them back on their feet and got them into a new place to stay and got some furniture for them and and so we just—it uh, was pretty—it's pretty amazing, uh, crazy time. You know, the world is so chaotic right now, and mm-hmm. one of the opening sequences in the book, Owen is sitting with—he doesn't know it at the time, but it's Chef. He just mm-hmm. doesn't realize who the gentleman is at the time, and he has him eat a hot dog. <laughs> and hot yeah. dogs were my mom's favorite food. Yeah, yeah, especially mine too. yeah, especially with sauerkraut, and they had to be a Nathan's hot dog. That was the preference. She would talk about them all the time, and reading that segment where he had to be present as he was tasting that hot dog reminded me, and reminds me to this day, even thinking about it, of the joy my mom had from a simple thing like eating a hot dog. Yeah, I love that. I love that you picked that out of the book. Yeah, you know, it's one of the first things that we talk about. And, and what I love about that, Laura, is is that is is that the boy is in pain. And I'll tell the your listeners off the bat that that um, you know the boy is mad at the world. He loses his dad at a very young age, and he's mad at the world. He's mad at God. He can't he can't understand why this is happening. His dad was a young guy, and so he's he's spiraling down and. And getting himself in all kinds of, of trouble, and and with school and and everything else, and and a crusty old military chef that that owns the diner sees this happening, and so he reaches out to help the boy, and and uh, and and so he the boy comes into the diner, the scene that you're talking about, he sits him down, and uh, he asks him to, to taste the hot dog, and the boy's mad. He says it's a dumb hot dog. What are you talking about? What's it taste like? I, I don't understand. You know why are we talking about this? He said, "Really, tell me what it tastes like." And so he makes the boy think further into um, what the chef is asking, and, and and what happens is the chef is so well. We're so 
we just love the character of the chef. He's so smart and he's so seasoned and so uh, he's such an amazing uh, person that during this one moment, this 10 minutes or 15 minutes, he takes all of Owen's pain away. He lifts the burden off his shoulders. He, for that 10 minutes, he, he forgets the pain that, he's, that he has inside him, and he's, he's brought back to what I would call a food memory and of the ballpark and the crack of the bat and sitting there with his dad and his dad having his heavy hand on his shoulder and celebrating the, um, you know, the, the, the baseball team and he could smell the hot dog. And so that kind of sets up the entire book where um, the, the great knowledge of the chef and how he was able to uh, have such an impact on Owen. And and with that, we're going to have to go into our first commercial break, but it's great because you just took me back to uh, a food memory with my mom. So <laughs> we'll be right back with Chef Charles Cower. Um, Charles, I, I just got an email from, from John, and, and he I said I was going live with you in a moment, and he sent back, oh, he's a gem, a gentleman, <laughs> a peach, a dude. <laughs> <laughs> In his own inimitable way, every email you get from John just sort of lights you up and, and makes you taste everything. You can smell, taste, feel every sound in, in the emails that he's writing. Um, what was it like to have your this dream, this book of yours, and put it together with somebody else? You know, Laura, I, th- I think that, you know, I, I knew John Manna was a pretty famous guy and an amazing author and and um and to be able to partner with him after the go-giver you know it was just like you know talk about you know jumping off a cliff and hoping that you know your dreams come true my god i mean how i, I you i couldn't have written it any better uh and so that's amazing and 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 to work with john was i mean here's a guy that he's a foodie and 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 that's why we're so passionate about this and in and, and, and so many different ways. And we're self-publishing. He probably talked to you about that. And, and, and you know what? I'm excited about that. People ask me, are you upset that, that the book was passed over by so many? And, and you know, it's a little disappointing. But this is a whole other experience, the self-publishing thing. And, it's, and, it, and as you mentioned, we're already a bestseller. I mean, how... how I mean, I, I couldn't be more pleased. And, and, and the process that I've learned so much from John, not only just writing with him and smelling and tasting and savoring every single thing, but just the, the thoroughness of, of uh, the, how he, the, he was an architect and how he put this whole thing together over the last six or seven months, how, what our action plan was going to be, how the media plan was going to be. And so I, I'm... I, I just enjoyed every. I, I'm tenfold the guy um, that I was uh, when I than when I first met him. Well, the the book is called for everybody listening: "The Recipe: A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness." Um, for those listening on the podcast, you're no longer listening to me live on iHeartRadio with uh, Chef Charles Carroll. But today is launch day, and they're already a, a bestseller. And you know, Chef, you mentioned about you guys are self-publishing it, you had over 42 publishers 
comment on the book, say mm. this book needs to be published, but they yeah. couldn't. They couldn't figure out because pub- traditional publishers have to pigeonhole. That's that's yeah. what they do. Like they passed over. How many of them passed over Harry Potter for the same right. reasons? And look what happened with with that book. I mean, um, J.K. Rowling became the the first billionaire author ever be, because of that, and she just fought for it. So going through that process in its own way was like the book, A Tale of Heartbreak and Redemption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got that right. I mean, was it 42? I don't know. I lost count. It felt like 100. But, but I could tell you 100 other stories just like that. And, and, and yeah, But now, Laura, I, I don't know if John told you, but we have serious, genuine movie interest right now for the book. I mean, um, a very, uh, very well-known actor... Uh, it has a has a production company and and we're having very serious discussions right now, so that alone is is exciting and amazing and 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 you know what we have the rights to the book so you know everything you know everything is kind of happens the way it happens and and uh, I was a little bit surprised but here's the thing too you know the publishers uh, were saying oh, you know we can't we love 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 the book you should see the reviews from the publishers they. They they were emotional about it. They loved it. It stayed with them in all these wonderful comments. But in as you know, in the publishing world, they, there's a there's a business. Uh, it's a business, and they have to have a business plan. And they couldn't pigeonhole the book to fit. You know, there's not a there's not a category in Barnes and Noble, as John puts it, uh, um, for you know, uh, life lessons, parable, food story uh, that doesn't exist and. And so when when everybody asked me, you know, who's the book written for? Uh, written for is written for anybody who eats food, anybody who enjoys food, um, and likes enjoys life lessons. I mean, to, to me, that's everybody. Um, so, and that's what's going to make the movie so fantastic. And I, I I wrote the book originally seven years ago, eight years ago, to be a movie with the movie in mind. So, um, it, it I, I if you think about what are some of the great food movies? I, I can come up with usually five. Under the Tuscan the, Sun. Exactly. is one. Um, the most recent one, the more modern one, uh, you know, Chef or Ratatouille. Oh, uh, yeah. Ju- Ju- Julia Julia. The 100-Foot uh, Journey. 100-Foot Journey is probably my all-time favorite. So there you have it. And, and um, so this book, I think, is going to be, um, of course, I'm prejudiced, but I think it's just going to be amazingly um, uh, successful and it's going to be a fun movie if we can get it to that point. I, I have goosebumps all over my my hair is totally standing on end as we were talking about it, and um, I know he doesn't do these kind of movies, but I can picture I don't know why, but Mark Harmon <laughs> <laughs> in the role of chef. It's totally not his thing, but yeah. like his presence and and who he is as a person. But there's so many others, you know that that would be amazing in it. The book really is so special. I mean, you don't even have to be a foodie, but you guys put so many recipes in here. How did you mm-hmm. even decide what to put in? Well, you know, I had a lot of videos and a lot of material and stuff, and John was kind of going back and forth, and, and um, we just talked about it. And, you know, John, once John starts writing and, you know, taking what we had, you know, I, you know John's an author, you know, and... and, and I mean, he's a pro. You know, I have two other books, Leadership Lessons from a Chef, Fine Time to Be Great, and the other one's called Tasting Success. And, and those are, I'm proud to say, in 70, 70, over 70 schools 
all around the country and parts of the world in the hospitality business and you know, how to build your team and those kind of things. And, and the, the Tasting Success is written for students on how to be successful before, during, and after school. But I wanted to write this book that would be a movie, and I wanted to write a book that was going to be in every airport around the world. And and uh, so, I mean, but, but you know, I, I guess I'm an author, I'm a writer, but John's the pro, you know. I mean, he took my 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 color, my, I'm sorry, my black and white version and, and made it color, high def, 3D, widescreen. I mean, he just blew it up. And, and uh, so that's, you know, that's, I, John's the pro. <laughs> yeah, but there, you know, John puts together what you what you created, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like the sous chef can take pieces and put it together, but mm-hmm. it takes the chef that team, mm-hmm. you know, you as the lead and all these other pieces to plate and deliver something mm-hmm. that is memorable. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, John's a foodie, and I mean, you're right, and uh, and we worked hard on it together, and and you know, we we both have our jobs, you know, right. we we have. Um, I'm working on the food end of it and doing a lot of the 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 front of the house stuff, the the uh, the marketing or and, the. And um, we're going to finish that thought <laughs> right okay. after we go to the national news. We are here with Chef Charles Carroll. We'll be right back. The recipe ingredients of greatness. We are back uh, live on iHeartRadio with Chef Charles Carroll, author with um, co-author with John David Mann of The Recipe, A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness. Um, you know, Chef, the first half of the show, was I had goosebumps. My hairs were standing on end. It's just, I can feel my mom here when we were talking about the hot dogs. So mm-hmm. I had my, my moment with mom, who's in heaven. Um, you know... This book, which is launch day, um, congratulations to both you, you and John, who I had on last week. Um, there's so much in the book that is a lot about not giving up mm-hmm. and moving through grief, moving through love and finding out who you are. How much of the book is autobiographical? <laughs> Uh, you know, Laura, that it's not about me, but there is a lot of true things in that book that I, I either have seen or has happened to me or I know about. Um, so there's a lot of stuff in there that is true. Um, you know, the Olympic gold medals obviously are true, and, and uh, the, the, the scene of the office, is, you know, was the scene of my office, the scene of the kitchen. My dad owned a diner in St. Johnsbury, Vermont. That's the brownstone. It, it's, it's real. It exists. In fact, it was called Mapletown Dinette, so John was creative enough to preserve the name and called the town Mapletown. And uh, he was a teacher at the school, the local school, which, you know, same thing with Owen's dad. Um, so there's so many related things. The White House, the trips to the White House. I, I've been to the White House a few times, and uh, we ch- we changed Afghanistan into a flood out west, uh, which actually is, that is now true because we just got done feeding so many here in Houston. So um, yeah, so there's. I mean, that, I mean that's what we do, right? When we write, we write about things that we know about that we can relate about. So. You know, some days I'm I'm reading the book, I'm thinking about it. Some days I see myself as the chef, and, and other days I see myself as Owen. Um, and, 
so it's kind of all of the above. And I was heavily involved with the military, as you know, and that's why the the diner chef is a retired military guy. And that's where the military, the dinner at the end of the book comes in. And, and that's I actually did that when my dad was, he was a state president for the Elks Club, and, and he had me do, uh, be in charge of, of his banquet um, for around 150 people, I think it was, as a senior in high school. Um, so that was kind of a true story in there as well. So there's a lot of truisms in there. So you you wove your experiences into the book, and it, it really shows because it's so real. Yeah. You know, Laura, one of the, one of the there's a couple comments. that We had a pretty sizable launch team, uh, as you know, and, and you were kind of to be part of. And, and um, the... There's two comments that I'm very, very proud of that we heard many, many times. And, and one was that after they got done with the book, it stayed with them for two or three weeks after. They just loved the book. It was emotional. They loved how it was full circle. But it stayed with them, uh, resonated with them for several weeks after they read the book. And the second thing was that it was so real. It seemed so real, the food and the the sounds and the and and the food, you know, the the steps that they took in the cooking, uh, it was so descriptive, and and you know, <clears throat> which hopefully is, uh, hopefully everyone feels that because I'm a chef after all, and if I missed that one, that would be bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's how. And John and I had a blast with that because. You know, John's a foodie, and, and I, I joke a lot. And I say the only reason why John took the project on because uh, he knew he was going to eat well the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, but you know, we we spent a lot of time on the phone talking about you know I can't you know get this omelet to you know it's funny. John John's uh, he loves to cook. I've become a better cook because of the book, uh, because of the rules and. Um, all my listeners know that for like the last six years, I've been caregiving for my mom while we've really taken care of each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had always so much pulling me, but I needed to cook for mom. And I had a love of cooking, but I wasn't really loving it because of a lot of, a lot of different reasons. And after I read the book in a very early draft... Because um, you were still, guys were still looking for publishers and, and everything, and John had sent me the manuscript. I started being more present when I was cooking, mm-hmm. and that yeah. stayed every time I cooked something for mom and I. And um, I started just cooking different things, and she fell in love with. I would take red potatoes and dice them. You know, and I, in the book, you, you talk about dicing and yeah. making things the same size and, and why, you know, things needed to be the same size and the flavor and the inside out of the food. And I'd take these red potatoes and I'd dice them small and I'd put some unfiltered extra virgin olive oil in a saute pan with, um, and just start watching them in the pan as they're, yeah cooking and they're sizzling and and then I'd finish them off with a little sea salt because you talk about how some foods you need certain spices before and sometimes at the finish so it transforms and brings the inside out and all that and I served it to my mom the first time after I did it and I don't even remember what I served with it because what I know was the moment my mom tasted those potatoes she lit up like she did with a hot dog Mm -hmm. 
So I had to make them like once or twice a week for her. Mm. And it was because of your book that uh-huh. I was able to give her that and yeah. give me that. And now I can't look at a red potato without thinking of my mom in yeah. a good way. Yeah. That's what this book did for me, and I know it will do it for a lot of other people. Well, I know your mom's looking down. I'm proud of you right now. And, you know, moms are the, the, the best creatures on earth. Uh, I mean, my, my mom, I, as I shared with you, I, I, I lost uh, last year, and, and um, one of, you know, I think was the most amazing person in the world. And, and um, she had a, you know, I grew up in a country inn, and, and my mom and dad worked their can off all the time. When, you know, my dad owned the diner and the inn at the same time. And anybody, any of your listeners out there who who have a family business know that you know it's a, you work eight days a week. Uh, they don't care if you're in second, third, or fourth grade or not. You're you're shoveling snow. You're building fireplaces. You're you're showing guests to their rooms. You're helping with luggage, and that's what we did. And and uh, in some days it it, it sucked because you want to you really wanted to have a friend over or go somewhere, but you couldn't because you had to work. And but but the, it was an amazing lesson for me that to learn the discipline from my mom and dad and, and, and to, to be taught so well from them earlier on. That, and I think that's what's helped me with my success today. You know, being in the country and you, you always had somebody in your home. And so you were always on stage. And there's a lot of chefs out there that are a hell of a lot more talented than I am. But I think where my successes come through Overall, I think it's because I'm able to have conversations and, 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 and work with members and people and guests a lot more. I, I, my communications are a lot better because I grew up that way. And uh, so my, my mom would, had an amazing way of, of, uh, uh, of putting things in perspective all the time, all the time, whether it be in a tough time or a great time, a time of celebration or time of loss, mom had a way of putting, always putting things in perspective. She is an amazingly strong woman, and, and um, yeah, so I share with you those, uh, those times, and, and uh, my mom was a great cook, too. It sounds like your parents taught you well, and, and your mom, and it makes me think of one of the other rules in the book, um, I'm not exactly sure how the, I can't think off the top of my head right now how the rule plays out, but it's um, pay attention to the little things and yeah. the, the big things take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, it sounds like your mom really instilled that in you. Yeah, and and, and that has so many different meanings, you know, and, and uh, um, because you can't, you can't forget about the little things, you know, and, and, and you can use that towards anything in life. I mean, you can't be an executive chef before you become a cook. Uh, you can't, you know, in a lot of times in, in today's generation as well, everybody wants to have the chef's jacket with the, with the title on it and the logos, and they want to have the, you know, the salary in the corner office, or whether it's in hospitality or whatever business. Um, and they don't want to take the steps. They want to take the elevator to the top of the building. You know, they, you know, you have to, you have to learn the craft. You have to, uh, get a foundation, a rock solid foundation, before you can, uh, you know, be something great. So taking care of the little things is most important. And, and there's one great scene in in that book, uh, in our book, that when Mad Dog, uh, he was a he was a crazy breakfast cook and amazingly disciplined breakfast cook. Uh, he 
when he went into in, to interview with a chef, you know, he walks in and and um, to to go to the kitchen to interview, and he sees a buster left a coffee cup, a dirty coffee cup, on the table, and he grabbed it out of habit. He grabbed it out of out of who he is. That's what he does. Um, and uh, the little things. So he cleared the table as he was making his way to the kitchen. And he wasn't even. He was just going for the interview. And the chef had already interviewed five really great candidates, all with great resumes, but instantly Mad Dog was hired uh, because of who he was and and how he acted. Um, so that's uh, you know, got to take care of the little things and the big things. You know, what comes around goes around, right, Laura? I mean, you work hard and and uh, you make your dreams not just about you; you make them about others and. And the more you dream big and and make them make your dreams about other people, helping other people, the the doors just start flying open all over the place. And, and in very unexpected ways mm. than you expect. I mean, I have some similar Bob Berg, John David Mann stories as as you do about how I I met them, and we've become really dear friends. You know, because of uh, met them at a conference. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and just stayed in touch and. It's don't. I, I think one of the things that shows in the book is, you know, you have to be open and listen and feel because it may not show up quite the way you expect it to do, but something mm-hmm. incredible is going to happen from the actions you take. You know, you know, and you hit on something there, Laura, that I'm passionate about is, is that you know, if you have some listeners out there that. Say, oh, sure, yeah, you, you, you wrote a book with John Mann, but I could never do that. I mean, you met him. Or... Okay, and, and, and you're going to finish that right after the okay. break. Because if I go now, we'll, <laughs> we'll um, have an issue. So hold on. We'll be right back. Yeah, gotcha. Chef, you were talking about something that I had to cut you off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, i got to try to remember now. That was a long time ago. I know, <laughs> right? It's like a minute and a half or two minutes of commercials. <laughs> and we can feel like forever. It's the uh, only downside no, it was... to live broadcast radio. Yeah, it was. Um, it had to do with the process, and I, and I think that um, um, I, I guess I think the point I wanted to make, and I, and I forget why why I was making it, but with to your listeners that you know when they're when they're dreaming and they're thinking about these things. Oh, they, oh I remember what it was. John David Mann, or, or you know, Chef Carroll. That's fine. He's you know he's written three books now, and he's with John. He's with John Mann. I could never do that. Or sitting on t- you know on your couch at home and see somebody on TV, well, I could never do that because, you know, I'm me and they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth or something like this. And and, and I take great offense to that, at least myself personally, because uh, I, I don't consider myself lucky. I think there's some luck involved here and there, but I don't consider myself lucky at all. I, I've busted my can and, and, uh, to get where I am today, and and, and uh, I've had all kinds of things that, that never went my way. Um, but Lord, I think the biggest secret here, the, the the biggest life lesson I could share with your listeners is, is that is that, you know, I don't want to sound like a cliche. There's no such no such thing as as failure, but I honestly believe that in my heart because, I've dreamed about so many wonderful things that that have come to fruition that have happened and, and but I started the dream all the way over on the left hand side and it was a one. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, several months went later, and it's kind of like a three and a four. Now, all of a sudden, it's eight months later. It's all the way over on the right-hand side, and it's a number eight. You know, so the dream is happening, 
and it's and it's moving forward, but it looks totally different than it did when I first came up with the idea, the first concept. So the moral of the story is just be okay with the process. There's going to be you're going to have a lot of bumps in the road, and there's going to be a lot of things that don't. I had to wait eight years. Uh, uh, to connect with John, but look at we're talking today. You and I, Laura, are talking today on launch today, launch day, and you told me that we're already um, a bestseller. I mean, I got you know, I got goosebumps, I got tears in my eyes because I, you have to be okay with the process. You have to be okay with the journey. And as long as you have that in your mind, it. I, you know, I'm working on a TV show. You know, and, and what do I know about TV? Absolutely nothing. But 80 meetings later. I got a really good idea about a TV show, and working with a guy in LA right now. And and th- does it look like what it looked like when I first wrote it? No, it looks nothing like it. And 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 out of those eighty meetings, I never had a bad meeting. You know, it's just to help me bump myself along, bump here, bump left, bump right, and just be okay with the process. That is so your book you know the yeah. recipe a story of lost love and the ingredients of greatness you know you talked about sticking it through and being okay with the process um and at the same time throughout the show so far we've talked about well sometimes you're not okay mm-hmm. and that's okay mm-hmm. just be open to that next moment when yeah. somebody or something will come along and and lift you and support you and and help you see the other side of what feels like the worst pit that you're in in the moment. You know, you know, Lori, you tell you, you keep pushing these buttons for me that, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot about it's where you look, you know, where are you looking? I mean, I had that epiphany many years ago, eight or nine years ago, but it's taking me this long to get it is, working with negative people. How many of you know negative people? And I had no idea, no way of coaching. How do you coach a negative person? I couldn't do anything. Give the person books, give them ideas, have sit-downs, meetings. I couldn't do anything. Finally, I had this epiphany that, you know, the person is looking in the wrong places. And he'd always come to my office uh, every single morning, or four or five times a week, with all this negativity, or a person, a particular employee, this person can't do this. And so finally, I stopped him and I said, "Look, next time you come to my office, you're going to tell me three positive things that are going in your life, or going in, going on in your day, or going on in your kitchen downstairs, or, or uh, in this particular employee that you keep, you know, complaining about. You're going to tell me three positive things about that employee before we have this conversation, and then it forced this person." to look in different areas that he never was used to looking. So, you know, like I said, go back to what I said earlier. A lot of people don't believe in miracles until they really need one. Well, they're happening all around us every day. You know, these flowers that are blooming outside your house or on your way to work, I mean, those are really miracles. I mean, if you stop and just appreciate them. So, you know, every once in a while, ask yourself, where are you looking? Chances are you will find something if you're looking for it. So if you're looking for negativity in your life, you want to complain a lot in your life, then ask yourself, where are you looking? That's a perfect tweet for any of my listeners out there. Tweet that out. Where are you looking? Because um, it, it, it's so true. It, it's so beautiful. Um, John, you guys have a website. I want to make sure people can get to to you and, and to John if, if they want to, but to you and get the book. So why don't you share how people can get this book, The Recipe, A Story of Lost Love and the Ingredients of Greatness. 
I appreciate that, and I thank you for having me on your show today because it is launch day, and, and I have everything on my on my website, chefcharlescarroll.com, chefcharlescarroll, C-A-R-R-O-L-L dot com, and we have a, a, a podcast that is doing amazingly well right now. It's also called The Recipe, A Celebrity Secret to a Successful Life, and that's going very, very well. I'd love to have uh, um, people check that out, and, and the book is also The Ingredients of Greatness, dot com, the ingredients of greatness dot com. But you can find it either on my website or or in that website or in Amazon and go get it today and be a part of the uh as the movie develops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, please get the book, whether you're listening to live on the podcast. I, I promise you that this is one of those books that will stick with you and and stay with you. It's um Available wherever books are sold. Um, the recipe, a story of lost love and the ingredients of greatness. Um, and, the, and at the website, ingre- theingredientsofgreatness.com, you guys also have some videos and a whole bunch of really cool things up there. I know John just uploaded some four-minute video just before the show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's some great video clips. You know, we've done some uh, some really awesome filming, and, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of it got side uh, sidebarred or sidestepped a little bit because of the flood um so we had some challenges there but we're coming we're getting it done and and we've done a lot of the the demonstrations of the, of the food recipes in there so that's all forthcoming as i learned when my book what would a wise woman do originally launched launches more than a day launches a lifetime the book is always there and it will surface when it's meant to and right now the world needs this book so i want to thank you you for your persistence of seven to eight years of having this idea and helping see it to fruition and being open to the path. Oh, you're so sweet, and I I, I appreciate it very much. Well, I want to thank Chef Charles Carroll for being here on the show today, um, talking about the book, The Recipe, A Story of Lost Love and the Ingredients of Greatness. Please buy a copy. Um, And tweet out to me, email me, um, let me know how the books changed your life and a memory that you have a food memory that surfaces when you're eating something that maybe helps you reconnect with someone you love or just something that lifts you up positively because this book has helped me deal with the loss of my mom. Mm. So thank you everybody. And remember the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking today? Remember hug your hug someone you love today. Have a great day. everyone. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.